From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is the Relevant Podcast. Ain't gonna be no Friday, January 27, 2017, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Compassion. Uh, Compassion is the world's leading authority in holistic child development through sponsorship. You know what I like? Well, hold on. You're in the middle of your job. (laughs) That's all right. I I, I literally learned to just... (laughs) Pause when I hear your <laughs> inhale. Well, like, but, he, he's <laughs> building. He's building to something. Here. But what's funny? What's funny is that as soon as you said compassion, I was like, okay, joke one, leave that one alone, okay? And joke two. So finally, I got a little spot in here. It's important to say what I'm about to say. Yeah. Last week, you said when I said it brought to you by compassion, you said also empathy or oh. something like that, and Chandler cut it out. Darn it! Because <laughs> I was about to say it again. I would have really liked for that to have made it. Wow. That wasn't my call. Well, you know what? You don't get the joke. You don't get the joke I was about to make. Because right, well. you're going to cut it out, Chandler. You know well, what? Jeremiah you, is the When best. you sponsor a child with compassion, you're linked with a boy or girl who will know you by name. Uh, he or she will pray with you, pray for you daily and will write you a letter three times a year, whether you write back or not. The child you sponsor will receive educational assistance, supplemental food, clothing, healthcare, education, and training, opportunities for personal growth and development, and lots of love and encouragement. Uh, they will also be connected to a local church. The cost to sponsor a child through Compassion is just 38 bucks a month, and 80% of the money you commit through sponsorship goes directly to the programs that affect your child. Allow God to work through you when you sponsor a child in poverty, and for a limited time, receive a free year of Relevant Magazine when you sponsor a child today. You'll receive both the print and tablet versions. Just sponsor a child at Compassion.com forward slash free to receive this special offer. Can I actually read the little PS that they included in the copy that uh-huh. you didn't read? Please. PS, if you don't write that kid back, you're the worst person we know. That's right. <laughs> like, I, vi- I visited a couple of Compassion, true. you yeah. know, uh, 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 works, and, right. and the children, like, Look forward yeah. to the mail. It's, it's three letters a year. You don't even have to write like a full size letter. Yeah. just a just a little note. Yeah, but just don't be the worst person. Don't we be know. The, don't don't that. make your kid the only kid there that didn't get a letter when the mail came. Right. And PPS, I'm not speaking on behalf of compassion when I say what I just said. Yeah, like that's, I want that's the, Eddie and they're, they're cool. Yeah. They're, they're cool with whatever. But you have to write that kid. When you go to compassion.com/slash/free, you can uh, search for a child to sponsor by age, gender, country, special needs, and more. You can even search for a child who shares your birthday or Eddie's birthday. February 12th. Let's get uh, all the make, February 12th. Make sure you type in <laughs> compassion.com forward slash free to receive this special offer. Well, like I said, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffolds. Also brought to you by Empathy. <laughs> Empathy, everyone. <laughs> Can't edit that out. That's Over there, our social media maven, Chelsea Steele. Hello, everybody. On the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. And on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Someone got a little haircut. A little high and tight on the side. Yeah, it's looking, looking cool. Wow. Looking less Kyle Chandlery every day. No, yeah. no, just looking like Kyle looking, Chandler with a haircut. Looking exactly like Kyle Chandler, actually. <laughs> Texas say, am I looking, I'm, I'm looking like uh, a like a Texas football player. I think is what you yeah. need to say, but that's okay. Got your nice red flannel on. Got your nice dad beard on. You don't see me. I'm not wearing a tucked in polo here. Okay. <laughs> a nice visor. Yeah, it's Listen to AM radio on the way home. Uh, from can work. I just say? Can I just say something in life happens to you when you start tucking in polos on the reg? I'm not no, talking I golf course. If it's 
But I'm talking like when you wake up on a Saturday morning to run errands and you're tucking in a polo, a part of a part of your youth has died and is never coming back. You're wearing a pair of white tube socks with a pair of Burks. Yeah, like it's all over, man. It's all over. Yeah, I when you know youth is died. Yeah. The tourists who dress like that. I right. always wonder what their thought process was to plan for that. They packed that yeah, foot attire for the day at the at the parks. There is a pendulum between stylish and comfortable mm-hmm. that all of us sort of land in, right? Like you were kind of right in the middle, like very stylish, but also like you're Practical. not. I got an un- right. I got a button up Oxford right, right Very now. nice, right? Yeah. But some people just that pendulum just has never gone anywhere, but very, very comfortable. Because you know, white tube socks and Birkenstocks are super comfortable. Yeah, like yeah, but n- they're not at the point where they're wearing sweatpants every day. Like yeah. they're still at least like they're at least being socially acceptable. Yeah, which the, unfortunately Homer that in the Moo Moo. We, we haven't gotten there yet. That's right. comfortable. That is comfortable. Yeah. But but they're on the way. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna, it's a slippery slope. I right, don't know right. how comfortable a muumuu would be on a roller coaster, though. Like, I don't know that a tourist could ever go full because you need sweat comfort. stops, right? In in sweat uh, stops, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, in well, pants. she's talking about the roller coaster. The <laughs> yeah. wind would be an issue. Yeah, I'm saying you don't want your legs rubbing together all day. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get too friction. into this, but <laughs> but you know the other problem if you were to go muumuu at the amusement park is those roller coasters where it has like the harnesses that come down over the shoulders. If yeah. you're going, if you're going on a big drop, you're yeah. that's just blowing backwards. I mean that yeah. that's yeah. a risky thing. You're going to see where you're going. Yeah, no, no, yeah. You got the muumuu up around your face, and the whole world is just <laughs> screaming in horror as you fly. And and like, and I'm pretty sure it's like a safety hazard. Like someone that you. Know, hear those horror stories of someone getting like their super long ponytail jammed in the you know roller coaster yeah. equipment it's the worst way to possible possibly die not only right. is your moo not only are you strangled by your own muumuu while you're going down a roller coaster but you're also fully exposed and everyone's laughing right. it's it's no diggity it's it's terrible it's a bad idea no diggity no doubt <laughs> there's the picture at the end too when you get off the roller coaster yeah, exactly. you see, they capture the, instant, the instant that, that yeah. life fled your body because of the, right. because of the muumuu strangling it out, right. and everyone and is it, laughing. And it's memorial. It just looks right. like a like a big albino manatee with underwear on its head. I, 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 you know, old timey radio before TV. You know, they would paint the word pictures, the theater yeah. of the mind. Little they like Fanny. to say, yeah. I feel bad for yeah. the theater of the mind that our listeners are subjected to when you guys go on runs like that. <laughs> That's right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not describing who this moo mood person is. I mean, it could be like you know, like a bodybuilder or something, sure. where you, uh, know, you know, wouldn't uh, be all that awful. Yeah. Just a comfort laden yeah. bodybuilder. That'd That's, be cool, uh, wouldn't it, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying what would be so so Eddie you think it's plausible that that next time you go to Disney you could see just bodybuilders strutting around in moomoos is what is what you're saying totally I mean, plausible I would be curious <laughs> I mean, I can't say I'm not curious. <laughs> can, I, can I just say we're off to a weird start? We're already we're already at the point where we're discussing the plausibility of seeing a bodybuilder yeah. walk around an amusement park in a moomoo and yeah. possibly watch him get strangled on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's think, a weird day. Already. Well, here's here's why it's a weird day. Uh, we all, uh, well, most of us other than Eddie, just left. We're in the middle of magazine deadline right now. Oh, like, yeah. Today is when we start uploading to the printer the new issue of Relevant, which oh, yeah. is a massive redesign issue. So, like, what is a normal chaotic 
last week of the cycle uh, is is times 10 because mm-hmm. we're doing things for the first time. We've made yeah. massive changes to the magazine. Yeah. New size, <laughs> new format, new look. That's it, right? I'm looking at it. Uh, you're looking at part of it, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's beautiful. Pretty and cool. and 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 the cover's amazing and and the, and so many moving pieces. And like normally we we do this process called wall review where like, you know, you're working on stories and they're in different stages of design and we start and then finally when it all starts to come together, we put it up on the wall so we can see everything side by side and we make visual adjustments and move things around and, you know, kind of unify some stuff and whatever. It's a process. But that process is like maybe a 20-minute meeting with a bunch yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. Yesterday that meeting went 3 hours. Wow. So yeah. like it and then today it happened again, not three hours, but I mean like, and then all of a sudden like, okay, let's stop and be funny. Okay. This is literally like Jesse's mind has snapped. That's what, that's what we're dealing with. I've crossed the brink and you don't understand how little I'm sleeping right now either. Yeah, this was, I mean, this like, is 3 a.m. of trapped in the cage. Yeah. I, you know, I just pull a camera. I pull up a document that I saved on my computer at 2.30 a.m. last night while I thought I was working on magazine stuff. All it says is bodybuilders and moo-moos, bodybuilders and moo-moos a thousand yeah. times. It's a 25-page document. And, and Jesse's not only working with us on the magazine, he's stra- stra- you know, his focus is of his job is leading our digital media. And so mm-hmm. he's heavy yeah. website. He's like, he's just Fry, we're man. all spending a million where, I don't know where we're going yeah. today, but it's going to be weird. I'll promise you that. <laughs> Can I give people a little preview of something on the magazine? Yeah. And I don't want to, there's a huge capital A. And I don't, I don't want to give anything away, but when you see it, you're going to realize this is not the magazine you knew. Yeah. Eddie, that makes me nervous because I thought I dreamed last night that I wrote an entire feature uh, in the wee hours that was just the alphabet. You're making me very nervous. No, this is the capital A in this magazine is 25 uh, letters short. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's exciting. So the March issue relevant is going to be a big reveal, a higher quality, thicker paper, bigger trim size. It's going to be board beautiful <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be really cool we deliver them on hand trucks like yeah. little dollies it's like those old science it's fair like boards. the phone book yeah, yeah. Right. it's <laughs> exactly like yeah. the phone book yeah we're just gonna leave them outside your door in a in a plastic paper bag yeah you're gonna leave it there until the rain you know it gets all right. soggy and, and yeah, straight to recycling dissolves into the street i left a note for the last phone book delivery guy like on on my driveway i just said please put this directly into the garbage can just save me <laughs> the 10 feet of carrying it there just put it directly in there. yeah uh, yeah, it's like it's like you're walking down the street and somebody hands you a flyer and it's like they say to you, here, you throw this away. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's what they're doing with the, with the phone book. That's right, yeah. that's right. Hey, coming up on the show today, we, you know, despite our mental uh, uh, insanity and yeah, thinness. Yeah, I like that you can't even think of the word. Yeah. You just from mental state right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mental state. The, the brink of, of delirium. Yeah. Uh, well, thankfully, we plan ahead and have some great guests coming up on the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lecrae is coming oh. up. Uh, he's talking to us. He has a new collaboration with Ty Dolla Sign, so cool. and uh, he's going to talk to us about that and some of the stuff mm-hmm. that he's uh, working on right now. And also uh, coming up, Erin Lochner, who is an HGTV personality, mm-hmm. a blogger, a writer. Uh, she's the author of the new book uh, "Chasing Slow." Um, chasing slow, like it's a yeah, turtle. Really great conversation. Cover. Yeah, you know, like just slowly. Cha- yeah, anyway, nice chasing slow. More on there. Which, which, like you know, living life with an intentional intentionality of of doing less. I need to read this book right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this is what, this is what we call balance because we know that none of these topics, you know, the social stuff that Lecrae is going to get into, the music, the you know, building life of margin. We're not going. We're not touching that stuff today. It's going to be a weird ride, people. Buckle up and just wait for Ann Lochner to Buckle come up, on. Buckle up, strap your moo moo in, and go for the ride. 
Uh, hey, I have some big news um, before we move on. I found out yesterday that our very own social media maven, Chelsea Steele, is getting f- flirty tech, t- flirty tweets sent to her because uh, people, not, not direct messaging, but people tweeting about how they are in love with the girl who does the Insta stories for Relevant. Cameron, it gets worse. Hey. It gets worse. Yesterday, someone direct messaged me on Instagram and said, you are beautiful. Yes. I'm saving for a 5,000 euro dowry. <sighs> I don't know what he was. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Yeah, nor do I. Should they try not to be funny? Because it would seem as though my my theory about people (laughs) being funny is pretty accurate with this. What? What do you mean? No one's funny. (laughs) 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 I've never laughed at anything anyone has sent me on social media. But let me ask you this: Do you welcome? Do you welcome these types of of texts and messages, Chelsea? Yeah, I mean, I'm flattered. I think it is. I I understand what you're saying. When someone tries to be funny, it rarely comes across. Cross is like actually funny, right? When someone's like, right, trying like to the, crack a joke, like the five thousand euros. I hope it was serious. And that super- was one hundred percent serious. Yeah, that's serious. What he literally the guy. So a guy on Instagram responded to a story I made on relevance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, account and said, "You look beautiful. Pray for me. I need five thousand euro for dowry this year." Okay, but let me say this: if that is a joke, that's the only one that's funny. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> joke. That actually worked out really, really well. Yeah, it turns out he's a comedian, and uh, yeah, it's a real. Come I'm on, getting but, married. So. And we're like, <laughs> it's we're getting Soviet Russia. Yeah. yeah, that kind of a comedian. I did yeah. screenshot it and told my mom that I met someone. So, oh yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she was just tickled, elated. This is just what she always hoped for. I mean, she has been really hounding me to go to a singles group at a church that she visits sometimes. No <laughs> She was. I have no problem with singles moment. ministry. I have a hard time with your mom inviting you. All right, like okay, people do what they want to do, but that's how she met her husband. So no, I think she's which really, one? Oh, uh, Tom. Her, her, the one after Tom, my dad. Tom, <laughs> you old Tom cat. He was there. Mom and Tom. He had been there for twenty-two years. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Chelsea, what, what do they out. do at said singles group? Like, what kind of activities are we talking here? Oh, do true, life like, together? Is it, like, is it like bingo and stuff? Do life together. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been. I'm sure it's like a chili cook-off or, you know, the standard church They usually things. have like a good speakers yeah. or it's sort of like a church service, but it's hard because inherently... They're probably reading boundaries. But, but, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. But, but, but so like, right now. We w- but everybody would attend because they're there to want to meet someone, correct? Yeah. So, okay, so we're, we're putting up with the service till we can just get to the mingling I later. No, no, I thought that. Yeah, why, why don't they just that. cut out? Why, why is it just a big open room? Why don't you just cut out? Because no one's paying yeah. attention. To Put I some music on. Make a club. Just <laughs> get the get the seats out of there. Make the sanctuary a little a little mingle action. Okay. okay, I know you all are joking, but uh, truthfully, I kind of thought it was that for a long time. Yeah, it until, is. but it's it's not just that. For some people, they are going to meet someone else. But for a lot of people, there they're going because there's like specific issues surrounding being single that people that usually aren't addressed on like a Sunday church service. Mm. So it's talking, it's like sometimes addressing specific issues of singleness, which I think, okay, well that's interesting. I had a friend that basically gently corrected me and said, Hey, stop thinking it's a meat market. It's not (laughs) people do meet there, but that's not why we go. We go because there's like things in our life that you don't understand because everybody's because every sermon is about like, 
my kids and my wife and my, mm. you know, like I was like, well, okay. Eddie, you just made my mom's argument. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it, because your mom invited you and your mom thinks it's great. Uh, that rules it out. Like there's just no way it's the well, right place for I'm you. Like, well, you couldn't live the rest of your life having met somebody at your mom's suggestion. No. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'd be better if you met someone on your work Snapchat program. Mm-hmm. That's really the story I made me. Yeah. Clear. I was going to say just, just, just a stranger offering you dowries for currency exchanges that we're not even sure, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what they what they translate to. I feel better about the church potluck or whatever. Yeah, well, it's still up for debate, so we'll see. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, other other updates since the last podcast. Yeah. Jesse was down here on Friday. Yeah, and we I went was. to a, a magic game that night. Yeah, basketball. Yeah, basketball game. How'd it and, go? And, and y'all and you were there. I was there, not sitting with us. You were back in. No, not not out of defiance. Yeah. I just had different and then, seats. And then last night, you and I went for the first time this season. <laughs> Sat with you. And, so I've been biting my tongue. I haven't had any basketball stories all wow. season long because our team terrible and it's not mm. fun to talk about it nope. but this is the first podcast or both of you were able to go to a game well i mean you can always watch a, a bad team from those seats and enjoy it <laughs> right you can just be eat, eating the cookie and right uh, you just you right. Yeah, i could watch yeah. a middle school you know, like orchestra concert from those seats and think it was great yeah uh, J- jesse eddie last night uh, he was like i need i'm gonna go get something sweet whatever and i was like you just get yeah. the jumbo courtside cookie chocolate chip cookie and <laughs> yeah. he's like nah i'm not gonna do that this year and i'm like what i ordered it for him anyway yeah, I gotta say oh, the good. the cookie game is a little different than it used to yeah. be, isn't it, Jess? Yeah, it used to be the size of your I, face. I grabbed like four. I grabbed four <laughs> reasonably sized cookies. Yeah, yeah, they're they're about the size of your fist now. Yeah, I will say it's yeah. not jumbo yeah. anymore. There were two women's. I want one. I want one that's literally bigger than my whole head. <laughs> that's I, what well, they like, used to I'm do. Physically, like while cake. I'm eating it, I'm not sure like the physics of how this is going into my body. That's the size <laughs> cookie. I want. I want something that's a borderline cookie cake at that mall kiosk. Yeah, mm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, that's how it used to that's be, and I don't know what happened, but the one he ordered yesterday was the size of a softball. Still delicious, though. Yeah. Still very good. Um, yeah. I will also say, Cameron and I started out our eating adventure with uh, courtside jar salads. That's that's correct. Yes. And uh, it was good, you know, because you you got to start out light. The salad, Jesse, yeah. is basically like... If you were to oh, take, I saw it. it's yeah, yeah, okay. It's just like vegetables. I have yeah. a rule. I have a rule about eating or drinking out of mason jars. I just, it, I just, even if it's a good salad, I don't, I don't do it. And it's, it's mainly because Cameron, I witnessed this when, uh, when, when you ordered one a few nights prior to that. Someone from the, someone yeah. near us looked over and 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 noted your jarred salad. I don't want that conversation. Like I don't. I want to be no. like, look, you never see a jar. You never <laughs> right. see a jar Every before. You never see a salad before. It's not that big a deal. Just turn around, and stop talking to me. I yeah. don't even want to have to go you there. Want, I want something that's not going to be a conversation starter. <laughs> yeah, you want a styrofoam carton filled with like fries and chicken fingers. Yeah, Nobody's I, saying I've never had a jar salad before, but this menu you order it just says yeah. salad, yeah, and then you can add chicken to it or whatever. And they bring it out, and it is in a jar with a lid, and Lovely. you can like put your salad dressing in it and shake it up or whatever. Delightful, it's nice. It's really nice. But like, and so like. And you I, got a little trash container for the rest of the game. Exactly. So I, <laughs> I order it every game now. A little salad, a little Lovely. side salad. Sitting, sitting there watching some basketball, just eat my healthy little salad. Right. And and inevitably, every time somebody See, that, comments that's on the it. that's thing. Like, mm. like I, oh, I, I, look at you with your fancy salad. I think it's out of guilt because I would want to make the salad decision, but every time I go, I'm going to get the courtside nachos. They're so good. But but, but, but it, it, it's the same thing. I think I've said this before. Like It could be the best thing on the menu, but if it has a ridiculous name, I'm not going to order it because I don't want to feel like an idiot. Like the Rudy Tootie Fresh and fruity may be unbelievable but I'll never know because I will never look at a waiter in the eye never. and order that I will never do it the jarred salad's the same way how's eggs over my hammy sit with you not good not good 
I'm not doing right. it. I'm not doing it. I'm, order- I'm getting something that's not, that, that, that I'm not embarrassed to order. Like, that's the thing. I, there has to be a dignified mm-hmm. way. And that's my thing about a salad. It's not so much embarrassing, but I just don't, because I, Cameron, like you said, every time someone's going to ask you about the salad and I don't even want to go there. I would, I would open the salad lid and toss it in their face yeah. and be like, y- y- there, there's a real <laughs> close look for but you. But here's the deal. I had to get it past that because I go to so many games that if I was eating like chicken tenders and fries and all the stuff yeah. every game, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, would not be a good thing. So yeah. I had. I had yeah exactly I had to go salad anyway it was fun going with you guys oh I had a blast I loved it and the one thing about sitting down there too is like you know they treat you different I I, you know after the game I I picked (laughs) up a flag that belonged to a cheerleader just waving it around haphazardly no one said anything had I had I pulled that kind of shenanigan (laughs) you know 25 rows up I'm pretty sure I would have been struggling one of those massive like he was gonna curse like one of those massive flags like the 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 cheer people like to rally up and they run around the court with it yeah, mm-hmm. it was just laying there next to us, so we just started flying it Not around. Really. You can do what you want. You can take off your shirt and get in there, and they'll they'll put you in. Yeah, go ahead, hop in. But here's just the crazy thing with with my magic week. The craziest thing was on Monday, I got to go and have lunch with the general manager at the practice facility. Like Dreams. they took our they took our phones, so because we he, we talked candidly about players trades yep. and the state of the team and then that night I got to go to the annual team dinner which was like this black tie jazz cocktail thing and I and they had like poker tables and like live music and and I sat down and was playing poker with magic players all night no way. I love poker I love the magic I was what in is heaven <laughs> it was the craziest thing I'm sitting literally in between Aaron Gordon dunk who should have won the dunk championship yeah. and um, and CJ Watson and I'm playing poker all night and I sat down and I I never have conversed with the players before and so I introduced myself and Aaron goes we met right and I was like no he he goes I know you and I and I go well, I sit at the games I yell at the refs and he's like oh dude we oh you're hilarious <laughs> he goes dude thank you keep it up man we love it and then CJ is like oh yeah I saw you at practice today man because CJ's on the bench a lot yeah. and so CJ was like yeah I watch you all game man you're hilarious dude you know whatever and like mm. I'm like That's really awesome. oh you have just so affirmed everything that I had ever hoped I mean this is like it was the best did, did thing one ever, of them, man. Did, did yeah. one of them be like this did one of them go uh hey I must be mistaken did, have you do you eat jar salad? Do they sell jarred salad? Hey, how do you get the jar salad? That's amazing. It seems like they don't do grilled chicken on it normally. That was an option. That's very interesting. A salad in a jar. Okay. I thought you brought it. So let me ask you this. You don't bring those jarred salads to the game. That's something they offer? Learn something new. Can I ask you a question about the poker game? Yes. Those guys have an ability to play poker mm-hmm. that while you make, I'm sure, a fine living is not <laughs> magic basketball. We were I, playing I, for money. Okay, great. How does that work out? Yeah, it was like I, I was playing for real. Like I was playing conservatively this and whatever and they were playing a little more loose. Oh, yeah, this is just a fun night. Yeah. Right. And it was hard for me to do that, not play poker the right way. Right. Kind what, of thing. Chips are like points, basically. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of a did somebody activity. win like something at the end, like no. a fruit basket no. or it's just you, you just playing for fun. Just sit down and playing poker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we gave you a certain amount of chips and, you know, whatever. And, oh. Because you know. I, I feel like I'd <laughs> be... Kind of like a home game, you know? If I was in, in there hand. and I was really trying to, like, and you know, play the game... Well, then you're out. You don't get your seat. Uh, but, oh, oh, you're so playing you for your own seat? Yeah, you if you, like, if you bust, points. you don't get to sit there with the Magic players uh, and talk about jar salads. Yeah, you're playing for admission. You're basically playing for admission. Try to outlast the other people, yeah. Got you. Yeah, it was fun. I was so proud of myself because when I walked in, I was... 
like I really felt like a 12 year old. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there's, there's, there's basketball players. Oh my gosh, there's basketball players, you know? Yeah. And I, I was Insta storing it and I was like, oh my gosh, look over there. And I was like zooming in. I was like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. And, uh, and, but when I sat down, we're just among friends here. You're all peers. And we're when they just, sit down, they're not three feet taller than you. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so Aaron did get up and I was like, hey, before you leave, do you mind if we grab a pick and whatever? And he stood up and he stood up. I literally came up to like his yeah. belly button. Yeah. And like when I posted it, like I the person taking the picture is pretty close to us. And you know, like they would frame it a certain way if they're taking pictures of regular sized humans and then Aaron's standing there so they I see them tilt the camera up <laughs> and like literally I'm cropped at like the chin yeah. you know what I mean and like I have this little Why I'm like little vertical little Cameron no well I mean they did but they uh, were so close still. I was like step back you know but anyway <laughs> but like I look like little Cameron and like like because he looks like a regular sized yeah. adult <laughs> like and then I look like this little miniature person and I was yeah. like I can't post this I think I have a rule that if like if I won't take a picture with someone if if I were going to give them a hug I'd have to try Turn my head. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like if, because if you guys just went in and did the cool, like, mm. oh, cool, it's nice seeing you, and you did like the hand thing, and yeah, quick, yeah. you'd have to bump, turn bumps. your head. Yeah, that's true. That's or you'd have to you, bend down. Really a man, far. a man of our <laughs> stature can't. Turn I could. Our head. I should have stood on a little chair or something. Yeah, <laughs> or just asked him to kind of <laughs> take a kneel. Yeah, yeah. I forget how massive these guys are. Salad, man. It looks like you got a communion cup in your hand. Like, make me look normal. I mean, I'm I'm five eleven. He's six ten. I mean, he's like a foot taller than me, yeah. and it's like, but it looks way more than a foot yeah. when you're standing next to each yeah, other. It's huge. Yeah. It's, it's huge. And his shoulders are. But I was proud of myself. I didn't do any. I didn't say anything embarrassing. I was like, cool, you know. Like, <laughs> I thought I would be like, hey, that's you know, all like, you can ask for. Yeah. But <laughs> I did kind of do that with the general in, manager. Like at the same time, you're like, okay, I won't. Do yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, time. Got to mingle. Yeah. You're like throwing your keys on the like table. I, mean, and I trying was, to bet I the was car. like, I was sidling up to like CJ. I was like, hey man. Tell me the truth. Do you hate stuff like this? I mean, yeah. he's yeah. like, no, no, it's cool. It's like whatever. Oh. Like, man, I would. I'd hate it. I'd be, like, yeah. I'd be sidled up here in the corner just like you were. Just it is like, a corporate, you know. Yeah. yeah, they have to do it. Yeah, they probably end up liking it when they're there, but they're probably whining while they put their suit on. Well, uh, some of the guys, you know, like were just. I, you know, anyway, yeah, it was a fun night. And I ended up talking to the general manager like, cool. like <laughs> late to the night, like we we're talking of trade options and stuff, and yeah, we're Exchange. BFF now. Exchange wow. phone numbers. He gave me his card. He did you? Wow. Cameron, at any point, did you try to get a walk-on tryout for you? <laughs> Just Dude, I don't want to play. I want to. I want to be one of the coaches slash decision makers behind the scenes. I don't. Yeah. Wanna, yeah. yeah. I want. I want to influence the influencers. You know what I mean? Right. You want to be in charge of the general yeah, you're, manager. You're, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. the puppet master. Yeah. I want to be the. Yeah. I want to be the Spengali yeah. to yeah. Our, nothing, our nothing, GM. Nothing sinister. But did you tell the GM that you want to be his puppet master? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this to come I across. Hope so. Weird, man, I just bet my car in that poker game and lost it to Aaron Gordon. But let me ask you this: What are the odds of me being your puppet? <laughs> just think about it. Just think about it. R- yeah, first first order of business: make the jar salads more prominent on the menu. No one knows about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving the show along, it's time for our look back at what happened. Other than that, this week in culture and entertainment, it's time for. In case you missed it. In case you missed it, I know we bring a lot of SNL stuff, but uh, this past week, Big Sean uh, uh, debuted some new music as a musical guest on SNL. And the second song he did uh, was his 
really Jesus filled faith inspired song called Sunday morning Jetpack. That's like the that's the thing now on SNL. Yeah. Yeah. It's like come Kanye got resurrected by Kirk Franklin. Chance right. the Rapper had a worship <laughs> service at Christmas time. I mean, mm-hmm. like, there you go. It's, it's really happening. Well, it's priming you up for Sunday morning service. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like well, right it's, before you go to bed. Sometimes it's Sunday by the time they're performing it. Right. Yeah. Maybe it is Sunday. Yeah. Or maybe you DVR it. You can come home from church, mm-hmm. watch it, keep Bingo. the worship service going. <laughs> uh, the, the song starts off with the lyrics. Uh, Thank you, God, for all my setbacks. Cause he, the reason I'm able to give back. This feels like my Sunday morning jetpack. Feel like I sent the prayers up and got blessed back. He references his upbringing, his love for his family, church, prayer, faith, even uh, collaborating with Kanye West and Kirk Franklin. Name drop Kirk Franklin and jetpacks and and <laughs> his love for jetpacks. Here's uh, a clip. And you taught me I'm a product of everything I go through. And you and Grandma went broke, so we would never get bruised. You the reason that I ever touched my first Franklin. Fast forward, I'm in Kanye crib with Kirk Franklin. It reminded me of how we used to dress up as a family and go to Sunday service and be in church singing. Ain't been to church in a while, but it ain't just about how you praise them in the building. It's about how you praising them while you out. That's right. Not how you just praise them in the building. It's how, how you praise them when you're out. Come on, Big Sean. Well, well that right. seems nice. Preach. Preach, Big Sean. There you go. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it. Jetpacks for Jesus. <laughs> That's the name of his band. <laughs> That's a new charity I'm starting. Oh, yeah. yeah. So social Everybody, enterprise. Yes. We're sending jetpacks all around For the world. For every jetpack you purchase, we give one to a child. Well, it's right. a way that you send missionaries <laughs> into the most well. remote part of the 1040 window is you give them a jet, <laughs> strap them onto a jetpack yeah. and then go way into the jungle. Mm. I every, would become, I would give my life to the mission field if that, if you had that organization. <laughs> uh, in case you missed it, the movie Silence uh, seems to have had a profound effect on Liam Neeson. In Martin Scorsese's religious epic, which is out in theaters now, um, um, it's, I think they just went wider like today. Like, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's been a limited, yeah. a little bit more limited. And then today when the podcast hits, it goes pretty wide. Yeah. Liam Neeson plays a Jesuit priest who's tortured for his devotion to Christ. Uh, and he faces doubt and a crisis of faith head on. And in a, in a recent interview, uh, Neeson actually said he, the film was quote, a meditation on doubt, faith, uh, a serious study about belief and discussed how it impacted his own personal faith. Um, like co-star Andrew Garfield, Liam Neeson said uh, that the Jesuit spiritual exercises, which he practiced in preparation for the film, had a profound effect on him. Quote, you strike up a relationship with Christ through the gospels so that ultimately Christ becomes your brother, someone you talk to regularly every day and throughout the day. Uh, when asked about how his own faith related to the character of Father Ferreira, who he plays, he said, I think Ferreira's idea of God was ultimately one of love, but this is what I choose to believe myself. If, if God were a stern master, I would have given up the faith long ago. God is love. Love is God. I've had personal experiences of God's love, beautiful and calming. All the things the Psalms talk about. If he was a stern master, well, I don't know. Silence is out now. Wow. And if you go this weekend, you, I think you get a free jetpack. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's, but, but you're required to, to use it in the mission field. But it's still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a unique. Jetpacks for Jesus. They raised a tremendous amount of money and just. Rel- or just paused the podcast and is running over to Illustrator Stopping to figure something out. Liam Neeson. <laughs> like, Hold Neeson. on a second. <laughs> Sometimes the jokes write themselves. He's like, I'm going to abandon this bodybuilder in a moo moo. Jetpack yeah. on Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> we should have told him earlier on, like, hey, hey, hold on. There's more to come. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it, pop singer C. Sierra is speaking out on the benefits of abstinence. She was recently interviewed by the magazine Cosmopolitan South Africa and discussed why she and her husband, NFL quarterback Russell Wilson, were so vocal about remaining abstinent until they were married. Um, 
uh, Russell Wilson, who was previously married in Sierra, who has a child with uh, hip hop or rapper Future, uh, made headlines when they told fans that they planned on waiting until they got married. That the two are both vocal Christians. She said, uh, "You shouldn't feel like you have to give your body away to get someone to like you." I really believe that when you focus on a friendship, uh, you have the opportunity to build a strong foundation for a relationship. And once you know, uh, you're really great friends, and you're what we call equally yoked where you share the same values, the same outlook on life, it kind of sets the tone. Knowing that you always have the friendship and that you can always go back to it is very important and very powerful. Uh, Russell Wilson recently discussed a relationship and abstinence, telling CBS News, quote, if you can love somebody without that, then you can really love somebody. What do you think Cosmo in South Africa is like? (laughs) You think it's the same magazine? I think it's the same magazine. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think it's interesting that they're the ones that covered that interview, yeah, though. Like, exa- not Cosmo exactly. US in it. Well, and that yeah. she's known down in South Africa. I guess people are just. Well, the, I mean, music's people. international. American yeah. music oh, yeah, that's right. is our biggest export, American mm-hmm. entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it is an interesting forum for someone to talk about not having sex, yeah. basically. Like, that's the, that's the calling card of that magazine. Yeah. You know? So good for her. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. In case you missed it, the Ava brothers covered the prayerful Give Me Love, Give Me Peace on Earth on The Late Show this week. The folk outfit played a cover of the classic George Harrison song in what Stephen Colbert described as a very special performance. At the time the former Beatles member wrote the song, uh, Harrison was exploring religion and spirituality and was associated with the Hare Krishna. Yeah. Um, hmm. If you watch the airplane movies, they used to walk around airports with shaved heads and robes and ask for money and tambourines yes. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do they it. would just yeah. mill around the airports because there's no security wall. I remember mm-hmm. that as a kid. Yeah. The I mean, they're still over like college campuses. Yeah. Oh, do they really? Gainesville. Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, but the class of song uh, actually reads like a prayer. In his autobiography, um, Harrison wrote, this song is a prayer and personal statement between me, the Lord, and whoever likes it. So it's like we get to listen in on it. Here's a clip of uh, the Avett Brothers' performance. Won't you give me love, give me love, give me That's a cool song. And George, George Harrison was an interesting guy, too, like a real spiritual wanderer. But that is like a really prayerful song. If you didn't know, you know, that it wasn't written by someone who was like overtly a Christian, you, you, you know, like would assume it was. You would assume this person has a jetpack. <laughs> yeah, you would assume he, he was a big donor to jetpacks for Jesus and was just jetting all around the place with lyrics like that. Good stuff, George Harrison. <laughs> uh, in case you missed it, concerned fans have actually caused The Walking Dead to go in a less violent direction. The first half of the seventh season of The Walking Dead was controversial among fans, especially for its level of graphic violence, which was extreme even for a show about zombies. The season premiere infamously showed brutal killings of main characters. Now the producers are going to make some changes because fans were so vocal about the extreme violence on basic cable. The second half of the seventh season starts on February 12th and the show's exciting. Hey, that's my birthday. <laughs> we have a zombie party. <laughs> oh no, I don't watch that show. You know that I don't I'm way too scared. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not, but I, we should have an ironic zombie yeah. party then where all the cell. Yeah. yeah. Like where it's, we watch the show, but then we have like a celebration of life ceremony after each killing. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we just stop and, and we, make it a single. Make it a singles event. Yeah, yeah I'll be there. Yeah, I'll play. I <laughs> can give out jar salads. I could play. Big I can only night. imagine yeah, after every single death. 
Jeez. <laughs> no, too far? We keep going? All right. The show's executive producer, Gail Ann Hurd, uh, total panel of critics. We were able to look at the feedback on the level of violence. Uh, we did tone it down for episodes we were still filming for later on in the season. She added, this is not a show that is torture porn and has now vowed to not let the show cross that line. So... Which, in fact, probably will make it scarier. Because when there's, like, implied yeah. death or scariness, that's when it gets, like, psychological and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. It's mean, probably just, like, good. Less gore is probably good. But, but I good. felt like the most interesting part of this is, like, a lot of times you hear about those stories of, like, people, like, boycotting some piece of entertainment because of objectionable content. But this wasn't that. This wasn't people on the outside. This was, like, the fans of the show yeah. who, like, wanted to dialogue with the people that are creating it, being like, hey, listen, we've given you seven seasons here. What, what's going on? I feel like that says something about an effective way to kind of enact change because they weren't outsiders you know they were people who are into the show which is why i want to get involved with our gm because if i'm on the inside (laughs) i can affect change some dude off the street you're some guy i'm not some guy yelling yelling what a what a scrub at a game no i'm the one (laughs) texting him that guy's a scrub Mm -hmm. you know it's psychological it's inception right all right well that'll do it for in case you missed it stay tuned up next, slices. Bucket. The song is not cut out for this, which is my theme song. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Evolfo with Moon Eclipsed the Sun, which is otherwise known as an eclipse. <laughs> okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, you guys know me and my my dietary habits. I'm not a big fan of this whole artisanal thing that's happening right now all over the country. You know, artisanal, like these farm-to-table, <laughs> organic, pan-seared, jar salads. Not That's not my style. You know, give me the fried chicken fingers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in big cities, these cool, like, artisanal restaurants are, are popping up that are, like, super specialized, that serve, like, one main thing, but they do it in, like, really fancy ways. And none of it is really caught my attention even like the donut like those fancy donut shops that are everywhere right now it's like i'm fine with a 7-eleven donut that i don't need like a donut crammed with five other pastries like i'm just not into this whole trend until I, now I, I was with you until you said the donut thing i think that donuts are having like their heyday yeah they are. i realize it was just a single example but i think that maybe you need to revisit the donut <laughs> issue eddie can i just say this Get a box of chocolate Intamins from the supermarket, okay? No, no, Jesse. Jesse. Dip it in a cup of coffee. And it rivals anything that you would buy in, like, some Brooklyn basement no. that costs oh, $25, no. okay? I'm with, you. I'm with you with the meat thing. I'm with you with pickles. I really, mm. I, I yeah. get it on almost everything, but, like, Mighty O in Seattle, 
North Lyme and Lexington, these these will like destroy your like notions. But continue on. I don't want to wreck your slice. I just I just have it's I like, love you too it's much. Like, it's like somebody who's never left their hometown, right. like having opinions about the yeah. world I've outside their hometown. Who, who would even want to live in like, San Francisco? It, it just crosses right. a line. Everybody. Okay? Everybody okay? It's literally no the best. Need for it. No one asked for this. Yeah. That's what right. I'm saying. Do what you need. I understand. Well, you got a slice to do. Go ahead. Okay. I'm so sorry. but I will say this though. I will say this. This is changing my mind because of a new restaurant that is opening in in uh, New York, of all places, of course. And it's oh. spelled D-O with a little line over the O. I, evidently, that means it's pronounced dough. And this is just <laughs> a raw cookie dough restaurant. Mm-hmm. Everything they serve is just, you can buy, they have like a whole like ice cream parlor type of setup with just a bunch of different kinds of cookie dough. And you can just get that in a cup or you can get a cookie dough sandwich. You can get a cookie dough milkshake. You can get cookie dough creations. I used to sit on my couch and peel back a roll of cookie dough and eat it like a burrito. I love cookie dough. <laughs> this is the greatest idea for a restaurant. If they had this near me, I would go regular. I would eat lunch at this place. Mm, it's all yeah. cookie dough. And they don't cook it either. That's the important thing here. This is not a cookie shop. I, I got to tell you, I think I think your premise is real thin here. I, I mean, I understand the artisanal thing, but I think that with cookie dough it's like fine call it artisanal make me wear some sort of like hipster thing and grow a beard i don't care if you're going to give me cookie dough in multiple forms i will literally do what it takes to get that cookie dough if i got to go to your foofooey brooklyn restaurant in the old like meatpacking district yeah. and everybody's like vaping out front and like whatever riding unicycles like okay fine but doesn't but, cookie dough have raw eggs in it yeah, and stuff but, but no but they can't you, you they can't oh you roll that. the dice for salmonella every time, but that doesn't bother me I, there's some uh, risk in life no, there Figure out how to make you gotta it. live alone. They do it without raw. They figure out how to make it without raw eggs, so not everybody's dying. I feel like Plus, that's I a feel myth. like a lot of people eat raw eggs and are okay. Yeah, like yeah, the guy right. from Chips. Just, just like, Rocky, Rocky would suck them down all, just all night. The, but it just did. The it, rock. I will say this: it I did mean, get me thinking. Like, if okay, if I can be, if I can be compromising in my anti-artisanal restaurant feelings like for a cookie dough place what other restaurants would i be okay with and i have a little list here that uh, i've i've created i, I, I read you a couple i should let known. you guys know which one of these i should open i really did not know that i really perfect go ahead okay Wh- number one it's called Hot Pockets, and it's a restaurant. You go in, it's just a big wall of microwaves, and you go to a freezer, and they have every kind of Hot Pocket there. It's called Hot Pockets. All Hot Pockets. Dude, that's whoa, a good like Every kind. Like, even obscure ones that, like, they have a lasagna Hot but, Pocket. I, I never knew that. Oh, like that's why you old, get Hot Pockets. Those Wouldn't, old candy stores that get candy that you didn't even know was manufactured anymore. You're getting, yeah. you're getting a... Like a Garfield sponsored like lasagna hot pocket from the mid eighties that you didn't even know was around. Wouldn't you want them to, like uh, the restaurant to be more of a thing? Like you go up like and tell them what you want in your hot pocket and they make it for you fresh. That mm. sounds pretty cool. I wish I thought of it, but I'm already landed on this idea. It's called and honestly, it's an honor system type of deal. We don't even have a cash register. We just just freezer microwaves. I got a very simplistic vision here. Okay. The other one, okay, here's another one. I got a couple, so just bear with me. It's called Starburst. 
and it's all the weird flavors, like that weird white one that no one knows what it is, like tropical uh, twist. Uh, I never have yeah. seen all the Starbursts in one place. That's what this is, Starburst. So like the, the M and M store, like in in Times Square, yeah. but just for Starbursts. Yeah. They got yeah, exactly. they have all a the ones from the tropical candy. packaging, the standard mm. packaging. The oh, that's yeah. a good idea, Jesse. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Starburst. So hot pocket Starburst. This one is called Crockpot Weenies, and they, it's it's a whole <laughs> store with just crockpots going all day, and there are various. Right. And, and, and you come in and you get a whole pile of toothpicks okay right. and you just yeah. it you know you just randomly pick them out the whole you know just as many of these weird but you, you, you can't got. ladle it into pots. like you can't ladle it into like your own little bowl you you have to go into the crock pots with your toothpick that's right. That's okay. right. I gotta yeah, tell you, there is some it's, a kind of, it's like it's like a fondue kind of situation. You kind of go over the experience. There's really mm. some shockingly alarming health concerns associated with that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you, and I think they're delicious, but I think we gotta think the method by which you mm. acquire them because I feel like you I'm haven't just, you haven't heard you haven't heard my next idea. Uh, yeah, well, okay. so it just gets better. If that one gives if that one gives you concern, this one's called <laughs> meatballs, 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 meatballs. <laughs> I like the, the fourth one makes it better. <laughs> the yeah. fourth meatballs and you. <laughs> you walk in. What do you, you sell walk there? in? In the crock pot, they're all labeled, right? right? So you know what you're getting to. Oh, this is like a, a you know a spicy weenie, yeah. or well, this is a, you know a picante, wow. or whatever. Yeah. You know, not, no, meatballs is more of kind of like an experience type of family style, where it's basically like a giant hot tub sized bowl in the middle of the restaurant, where I just got it just filled with meatballs. They're not labeled. You just make a plate and you see some meatballs. You don't know what you're getting. It's just part of the deal. It's, it's like a mystery yeah. thing. It's right. almost like one of those escape rooms with meatballs because you're trying to figure out what's going on. All sometimes, sometimes at Magic Games they have like food before and like the yeah. buffet, you know? Yeah. And sometimes they'll do a meatball buffet yeah. and they, they have several yeah. different flavors of meatballs. No, this would not happen at Jesse's place. No, they no. no. You, in, in, in my one... situation, you dump them into the same bowl and like I said, the whole point of meatballs, 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 so meatballs it's is like you don't know the... what you're getting. <laughs> Like I, those soda suicides where you put a little bit of all the sodas in one drink. Yeah, right. I, exactly. I picture it as some sort of like mm. witch's cauldron in the middle of it, right? Just yeah. a huge black cast iron. Well, have pot. you ever been? Have you ever been to a Korean restaurant? A lot yeah. of a lot of Korean restaurants will put a little griddle in the middle of your table, Lovely. and you actually have to cook your own meat during oh, that's the meal. Delightful. What if that was like? That's how the tables are. Each table has a big like cauldron a, in the middle, and you just ladle all night. Jesse, how do you? How does that sit with you? This is your idea. Yeah, I'm. I'm not opposed to that. I, I'm also not opposed to just you know having it more kind of a full experience restaurant where I just have pounds and pounds of raw ground beef sitting out, and you got to make them all. You know, I have an open fire, and you figure it out. What, what if the, the restaurant, the restaurant, like you sit down at your table, and your table is like donut shaped, and you got your pot in the yeah. middle of it. Yeah. And each table had a different flavor of meatball, but you didn't know which table had which flavors. Ooh. So, so now all of a sudden you're socializing because you sit down at the table, you try something, meatballs like. Oh, I'm gonna oh. try another one. I'm gonna go sit down at that table for and a little you, while. You're at a, a pan Asian <laughs> table. Basically, the singles ministry. I'll be there. Yeah, Chelsea's <laughs> yeah. there. The just singles yeah. working away around all the different pots. Your Meeting mom actually a, said yeah. she loves that idea. Really? Yeah. You should totally go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I would go to a singles mixer if it was a bunch of ta- donut tables with pots of meatballs in the middle and different flavors. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. That's meatballs, meatballs, hot meatballs, trend. meatballs. Yeah. The, I, you I, find I, love, find love, eat meatballs. That's our slogan. I like that at your restaurant. No, you got more. You got more. Go ahead. I have two more. And two more that I'm done. I uh, love okay. eat meatballs. That's a T-shirt if I ever heard one. And it can go either way. It's almost a circular logic. <laughs> Is it? So find my, love, my, eat meatballs. Try new meatballs, find right? Because you could eat meatballs and then find love. Yeah, it's all yeah. the it's all goes together. I could see like a meatballs dating find, app that goes eat with love it too. You know? I don't know. 
no, no, no. Find love, eat meatballs, or the other way around, eat meatballs, find love. love. It all works no matter what's. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. what order. If there's meatballs and people in a room, well, if there's no punctuation and it's truly circular, you could also do love, eat, love, eat. Mm-hmm. It could be spelled meatball, meat, find M E E T. Hey, Rella Art, I know you were half done with the Liam Neeson thing. I need you to delete that file and I need you to get on a logo for find love, eat meatballs. We need meatballs. Yeah. No, no, it's meatballs, 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 meatballs. The tagline is fine, love, eat meatballs. Yeah, it's for oh, meatballs. I have, I have, guys, okay, I have an even oh, better idea for a name. It's off the top of his head. Once, okay, here's the thing. It's, uh, it's Cameron's like, idea. It's, listen, it's Cameron's this is like idea. Don Draper sit, this is like Don Draper sitting down to Heinz ketchup, <laughs> and he's just about to make yeah, the sale. Listen, it's Cameron's idea where it's, it's you know, people come to meet, it's circular tables, there's lots of meatballs, it's a romance thing, but here's the thing, you dress up for it and it's once a year and it's called the meatball. Oh! <laughs> yeah. There's fancy music, yes. there's fancy music, it's, a, it's an event, there's a red carpet, people come the to meat the meatball. No, the meatball, no, meatball. No, all you do is you rent out a Brazilian steakhouse and, ha- and throw <laughs> the meatball there and, and it's, yeah. you know, they're walking around just bringing you meat all night. Mm-hmm. You know. That is, yeah, yeah, but it's got to be meatballs, okay? Because the name doesn't work. Four times, but anyway, <laughs> four times yeah. meatballs. You can't have lamb. No lamb. No lamb. In my meatball. Uh, <laughs> you'll be removed if you try to sneak what, lamb. In what about a okay, lamb meatball? So two more. Yeah, I mean, if it's ground into meatball form, I technically I won't be able to sniff it out. But I'm just generally against lamb. It just kind of weird and gross. With lamb. It so is. If you snuck lamb meatballs in there pre cooked in like a Ziploc bag, that'd be kind of weird thing yeah. to do in a tuxedo. Yeah. But I guess I'll let it slide. Yeah, some sort That's of thing. sacrificial right. lamb. I'm not, I'm not looking for you. You know, I no? turned a blind eye. Okay, so two others. Uh, fruity pebbles organized by color because I've always wondered when I'm eating them. Great, would it taste different if I just had all blue or all red? You like, are a am I tasting the melody here? Am I tasting the melody, or or are all they the same? I think it's medley. I think the word is medley, not melody. Melody. <laughs> medley. I'm running on very little sleep here. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to well, nix fruity pebbles. The the cafe idea. It's a terrible idea. Now that I say it out loud. Finally. A, a Gatorade bar. It's all the obscure flavors, and people just come oh. and have some Gatorades. It's, it's, you know, they're not uh, drinking out here. This, oh, this like is, low this calorie is a safe red. place. Low calorie red. Uh, it's really hard to find. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Arctic <laughs> Blast, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, when uh, you go to Epcot, Michael Jordan sweat, flavor. you go to Epcot or, or one of the Co- world of Cokes or at, even at Epcot mm-hmm. Center, mm-hmm. there's, they have a room where you can go in and just get little, uh, kind of these tent dentist cups, spit yeah. cups, you know, yeah. basically. Yeah. And you can go around and, uh, they have on fountain on tap, they have all the international weird flavors oh that gosh. Coke owns. And it's like, you know, watermelon soda from this country mm-hmm. and whatever. You can go around and just partake all of it. And it's really wonderful. So you're talking about that for Gatorade. Yeah. There's one. <laughs> Just for Gatorade. I've always wondered like how many flavors are out there, you know? And right. There's one country, and I don't want to offend them, especially because right. it's where, you know, Jesus is kind of from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a big jetpack manufacturing. Yeah. Their soda um, is complete garbage. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Like, they just need to taste regular soda because yeah. they don't know what's happening. It's like some sort yeah. of crazy black licorice awful. Yeah, uh, no, 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 it's no good. really terrible. I like, I like all the uh, Asian and Polynesian countries mm-hmm. where they have, like, kiwi flavored and they have, like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, different mango flavored no ones. No problem with that. Nice fruit. Just delicious. Yeah, nice sparkling fruit yeah. beverage. It's Cohen's yeah. favorite thing to do is just we yeah. hang out at this little tasting room for <laughs> cigars. I love that. Yeah. Cameron, I would like you I would like you to ask Cohen how appealing a Gatorade flight uh, during Arctic Freeze is because I've already got it in the works. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, those are some crazy restaurants, but I'm yep. down with all of them. Yeah. So, 
So that's what sparked what I, that? I, think. I mean, this, this cookie dough thing has invigorated cookie dough. <laughs> The yeah. cookie, cookie dough, dough restaurant really. coming to New York City. That yes. sparked all of that. Okay. Yeah. So if you're a young entrepreneur yeah. looking for your big idea... And then well, and these have all been taken. You got to find something else. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's what we know about Jesse. He's been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. He's he has more <laughs> ideas than he has actionable items. Right. So he's just throwing them out there for the world to use. I think. Yeah. But, I think meatball is probably worth holding on to. Yeah. The meatball. I think the Starburst Cafe could totally. You could. You could give that away. You at least need to buy a meatball domain, I think. Yeah. Meatball.biz. I'm, I'm sure meatballs, 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 meatballs is dot com or any variable is available. Yeah. All four. Yeah. Four <laughs> meatballs on any extension you can get. I'm yeah. just, I'm just looking forward dot to like the chef's table episode about where it starts off and you just see like a slow spinning plate with like dramatic music playing in the background. It's a hot pocket on there. Yeah. And it's like a voiceover. And it's like the voiceover means like the key and what I've looked for my whole life is the the right number to make yeah. sure it's not too frozen and gross in the middle. And then it just keeps the plate keeps spinning and you see like pizza sauce just shoot out the side all inside the microwave. It just made about me and my search for, for, for perfection. Even, even when I walk in the woods, I it's see the voltage. Pockets. It's the voltage of the microwave. What is, I don't even know what convection is. You know, there is like, something it's just that me connects to my soul. Pockets. I, that is a legit question. I've, I've had, I eat a lot of frozen meals because that's what I have yeah, to do. But, uh, but the on the back, they'll have like three different times for different wattages of microwaves i look at my microwave there's not some big label that says what wattage it is Thank on you. it how are we supposed no, to know you only know that when you order it and then that information is not available yeah again. that was like 10 years ago for me <laughs> so generally what do you do you just average it out no i just go with the i assume i have the most powerful microwave available <laughs> and so i go i go with that one and that's usually right I don't right, know. right 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 yeah. yeah so someone was asking me about baking like and then, because someone's coming over, they're gonna put something in the oven. They like, got a convection oven. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, you can come and tell me, but literally, I don't even know what that word means. I know I've heard it, and I know it's applied to oven technology, but I don't know what that technology does. Much less if my oven has it. So just come over. It circulates, <laughs> it circulates the air around the food in a circular manner, cooking it more evenly and more quickly than traditional mm. top heat. You know baking. Anyway, what do you have, Chelsea? We are settling the score once and for all about the debate of millennials spending time on their phone. Bloomberg has an official report that says, despite the popular belief that millennials are the generation most addicted to their phones, a recent report from Nielsen, the media information and analyst company, found that Gen Xers actually spend the most time on their phones. Oh, I'm sure. And they're spending the most time on their phones on social media pages. Oh, really? Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So it's not like they're like always on their phone, like checking their emails because they're businessmen and all that. Right. Oh, my gosh. What what, what, what are the age breakdowns in this scenario? Well, don't we know that Facebook is old? I mean, like the average, right? Like like in the 40s and 50s. My mom is like, I think, a textbook Facebook user. That is hurtful to her. She... I wouldn't call her old. I, I, she's, <laughs> she's over there starting singles groups on Facebook wow. and inviting people left and right. Not like regular moms. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, I, have, I have a. Oh, go ahead, Chelsea. Well, the age breakdown for Gen Xers, I believe, scientifically is 35 to 49 or 50. So millennials are fallen to 18 to 35. So, so my theory is it's not a generational thing. I think it's when you get older, you get less motivated to like go out and you just want to sit on your home, at home yeah. and goof around on your phone more. Like I don't think it's a generational thing. I think you hit an age where it's like I don't know. Just so you, it's not right generation; it's age. Better. It's age. Yeah, because generationally, like millennials, like all the ages. We'll get there someday. Millennials will be 
50 years old. They're still millennials. Right, right, right. So exactly. it's by yeah. age. It's so that's like the kind of the 18 to 35 bracket sure. is less into it. 35 to mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think the the spin on this was because millennials, I think, just get a lot get a of bad rap. Yes, bad rap for spending too Snapchat. much time on their They're, phone. Yeah. Right. I do all the time. So yeah, I think it was. What's well, your job? Right. You turn I, it into a career somehow. And you and can a dating too. service apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the real reason I took this job. And yeah, I, I've, I, Chelsea doesn't know this, but she's on hop, top of the list for who will help promote the meatball 2017. <laughs> She'll it's be the uh, the big to do. I need a pro. I need a pro to get those Gen Xers in. Yeah. I, I really think that to this point, and I have nothing to back this up. I think that there's a. Uh, and I don't want to get controversial, but there's pre-election and post-election. I feel mm. like like everything that has happened in the last year with the full election has just been like, all right, everybody I know who's younger is over this, and everybody who's older yeah. is just energized yeah. and really into a, a sharing a lot more re- random stories. I think, too, my people yeah. like my mom. She uses social media for like th- things that she would normally use books for like she finds all of her recipes online on like buzzfeed's tasty oh, she yeah. watches those videos that are like your mom time follows lapse. buzzfeed for the recipes that they do on their tasty they're section pre- yeah. they're pretty good they do the like they'll stop you on your facebook like, feed it's like because, an overhead shot of yes. like a mixing bowl and it's they a time like lapse a of like a chocolate meal cake. in like 35 seconds yes. yeah oh, i could totally do that yeah, yeah. like meatballs starburst meatballs. <laughs> yeah they, 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 they made they made scaling gutting cleaning and cooking that fish look incredibly mm. easy i yeah. totally got this and then like five <laughs> hours later you got fish guts all over your kitchen yeah. you don't even know if you got a convection oven everybody's you hungry know what it is yeah it's two true. in the morning knows you got you, you got a, you got a warmish fish that's stinking up the house thanks to the buzzfeed video i don't want to yeah. get into it chelsea i hate those things yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean i i wasn't surprised but it felt nice to be affirmed <laughs> well you yeah. affirmed so you've been saying this yeah i don't well i i don't spend too much time on my phone other than at work but like socially I'm when I'm with my friends I don't really spend a lot of time on my phone and when I'm with my family I want to enjoy my time with them so I have always been aggravated by the stereotype of millennials just always kind of being bratty and yeah unavailable on their cell phones yeah I would agree and now science has my back science <laughs> yeah all of science all of science <laughs> yeah literally this is written by Mike, Stephen Hawking Bill Nye yeah Stephen Hawking it's his ne- next book coming yeah out. and Bill Nye science the same <laughs> people right. tell you not to eat raw cookie dough because it's got eggs that can give you name one person who has died from salmonella from eating raw cookie dough name one person who's died from salmonella from eating raw cookie dough there's got to be there has to be somebody Ooh. you just don't know, I don't them. know their name but I mean I'm sure like if like people Go- die every year tra- from like Chandler's about to google it from like soda machines has anyone died from eating cookie dough? I'm just saying I've been doing it for 25 Cameron, you years. Know how, you know how many people have died in free experimental jetpack accidents? Probably a lot, but is that going to stop jetpack? We've lost a third Jesus? of the no, mission. We have a mission. We've, no way. Yeah, we've lost a third of the missionary field mm. um, over the last three years because yeah. of jetpack accidents. Is that going to stop us? No, you got to live on the edge. You got to live a little. You, you, think, <laughs> you think I'm afraid of to wear this moo-moo to the park? No, I'll go on the biggest, most dangerous roller coaster they have. And my legs. And my legs. At Jetpacks for Jesus, we have no employees that have been there for longer than three months and we don't <laughs> talk about why <laughs> and, and honestly we 
we because we don't know. We never saw them. They shot up in the sky, yeah. and we don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it might yeah. have been the their the, GPS. Yeah, tra- their, I'm sh- yeah. the, the green dot on our GPS tracking just went blank, and we just assume they're out doing their thing. Yeah, they're out in the mission field. Yeah, as far as we as far as we've investigated, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, we we called their cell phone. I saw him. Yeah. He was screaming, but he was healthy. I'll yeah. say that. He was, <laughs> he was healthy. And we got a whole new crop of interns on the way. <laughs> he a bunch he of was went. rocketing at a height that I didn't even know was possible. And he was screaming, but he was yeah. definitely alive. So and there was I some don't know what I, a, whole bunch, tell you. a whole bunch of people went and saw the movie Silence or yeah. are now signed up and heading, heading, heading out to Jetpacks for Jesus. Yeah. So a, lot of, there you go. a lot of distress in that. What do you have, Eddie? Well, I'm not even going to read my slice because basically... Yeah, I, normally you do. Normally you have your mm, phone mm, in your mm, hand. Mm, 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 his, right now his arms are crossed. Nope. He is sitting here uh, like I, confidently. I, I think that we have all really hit on our individual strengths today. Jesse uh, is talking about kind of what's trending and how he can make it insane. Uh, you know, No, make our, it sane, you mean. Insane, you mean. Our media maven is bringing a social media update. I'd like to bring and something... meeting people. And meeting people. And I would like to bring a story <laughs> Brainstorm about the old meatball. Continue. Yeah. I'd like to bring a story that will certainly insult everyone. So uh, (laughs) who here has ever done a gender reveal party? Nope. I've been to one. I've never had to have one. I've been to several. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Did you have one for your kid, Jesse? No, we didn't. But I I attended several. I, I know the whole thing. Okay. Like... So okay, to continue. The, I'm not going to interject my opinion without. Oh no no no! We'll have the same opinion. It. So the idea of a gender reveal party is that when you find out maybe your friends are having a kid, they have not that party. It's not the hey we're having a baby party. Right. It's the hey we found out the gender, so we come over and you know you kind of there's a way to tell them. So it used to be back like when these started, and I don't know like when they started, but it feels like they've really hit the consciousness in the last like five, six years. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd bring out a cake and you'd cut the cake open and you'd pull the piece out and it's like, uh, it's pink. It's pink <laughs> inside and everybody's like, oh, a girl. So it's a big gender reveal party. Right. Then it kind of evolves and now we're like, there's pictures of a happy couple standing out in the backyard and they're opening up a box and, and blue balloons come out and uh, 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 it's a boy and we're all clapping and happy and so these have evolved and evolved and evolved and of course uh most recently in some city that i don't remember because i'm not reading the slice um in some city in america (laughs) sounds like the south a guy gets a legal explosive (laughs) he covers that legal explosive with a uh some sort of blue powder has the gender reveal party and has the whole thing everybody comes over and the way they reveal the gender is he shoots the explosive with a gun at which it makes an explosion. And I, I will, I will post it somewhere. I, I, the audio wasn't enough to make it onto the podcast, but when it explodes, it legitimately is something out of like saving private Ryan. Like it is like, it is like an explosion that makes everybody back up. And then the best thing is when the explosion happens, people aren't like, yay. You just hear one woman and it's gotta be his wife. Just go, Oh, Wow. And then, like, slowly everybody recovers and starts to clap, and they're excited. So... Would you say he blew it? <laughs> oh. Thank you, everyone. Um, tip your Dad waiter. Dad <laughs> That was the relevant podcast. Uh, thank you for joining. Anyhow, so the end of this story happens with this guy. And Rick's Cameron slowly removes his sunglasses when you say he blew it. Yeah! <laughs>
<laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Man, this guy really blew it. <laughs> I guess you could say he really blew it. I love the scream. The scream was practice. Plus, um, it's the lead. Yeah. You know. So the the neighbors, and not neighbors next door. His closest neighbors are three miles away. The neighbors called the police because they thought there was a bomb happening. And this guy, there was a very good chance that he's going to be taken to court for this. And they were like, press charges because you can't basically set off a bomb. They're also thinking of naming the boy Wesson. No. So oh, let's just let's just talk about because I don't ever bring like oh crazy criminal stories because I feel like they're just everywhere and who cares. Can we talk about this gender reveal thing? <laughs> when you go and you watch, let's say the Olympics, yeah, you're yeah, clapping okay. because of every person who can run in the world. Mm-hmm. It got narrowed down to the best five from each country. Mm-hmm. Then they all got together and ran. And the person who wins, you clap because it's like you made it. You right. are one. You are one right. of eight billion people. Right. Okay. When you watch a fight between two people, right? Right. You have a sense when you're watching this fight. Okay. We got who's going to win. Is it going to be Frazier or Ali? Right, we know yeah. who's going to win. Right. Yeah. But the reason Frazier this, or Niles. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Frazier or Niles. Right. The reason it's exciting though is because is it's going to take a lot of to fall from the sky and will he be able to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't. He made it. Okay. Clap everybody. Yeah. yeah. He's still screaming. Okay. We're good. <laughs> but it's, it's still an exciting event because the technique that goes into your 50, 50 chance is just astonishing to yeah. watch them. The artistry. Right. Yeah. A gender reveal party mm-hmm. literally is revealing something that you know it's going to be one or the other thing, right. and neither one of it really matters, and I don't understand why it's a big deal, and people that are sitting there clapping don't care, because we knew it was going to be a boy or a girl. <laughs> I would clap if you're like, hey, <laughs> like we're like we're having a zebra, and we don't know how it happened. It's like a biological miracle, <laughs> right, or something. Yeah. Like, But you know when the gender is revealed, you're like... Of course, that's well. What this it was is your be. whole hero right. thing. Who, this is not my point. Like your point this, is, it's like the, the the Chilean miner thing. Like they don't get oh, they don't get hero recognition because they didn't do anything special. <laughs> that was they a just dark stayed season. alive in a freaking mine for a month. Okay, I, right. I don't. You get, did literally what has been happening since Adam and Eve. You did the normal thing. You, yeah, I, you I mean, I think it's exciting when people have a kid because that's like a that's like a kind of a miracle. It's amazing. So that you're that saying happened. have a, have a have your friends and close family over. And then reveal the big news that y'all are pregnant. Yeah, God has and performed excited a, a and common miracle, like a miracle. Like yeah. It's amazing. Miracle Sometimes it's, it's not easy to do. It's yeah. been a long journey. Uh, but to find out it's a boy or a girl, it's like, yeah, of okay. course. Yeah. What else was it going to be? Like, who? It wouldn't even yeah. dawn on me to, to throw a gender reveal No, party. and I know plenty of one and plenty of the other. Like, I know boys and girls. And it kind of like half the population's one, half the other. Yeah, right. Exactly. We knew it was coming. My, my, my thing. And my thing is, there's just too many parties these days. No, you this know, is this is the other birthday point. parties. There's anniversary parties. There's moving parties. There's going away parties. There's coming home parties. I'm partied out, right? Okay, <laughs> Je- like let's just have one big party every year. Everyone can come. You can pay me three hundred dollars to attend. It's gonna be called the meatball. Yeah, just one every year to celebrate everything. Now. Right. You get to write on a wall the thing that we're, you're there for. Okay, we're having a boy. Yeah, I don't care. I don't Great. care. You moved this year. Cool. You got a new job. Whatever. Party, party. Come to the meatball. Everybody's That's all excited. Yeah, I just don't understand gender reveal. I feel like 
like I am alone in this, but I feel like um, a lot of people, and I know also that I'm insulting people that I actually love. Well, here's the deal. A lot they of, need to know. Our, you know, our listeners are anywhere from college to 40s. So, you know, but there's a good chunk of them that, right. that you can influence for the better. Right. You can... You can plant this seed that they don't need to do this, and we can change the course of these unnecessary parties. Let's have a baby reveal party. Yeah. You're pregnant. Congratulations. How you get people there, how you reveal it all, that's all very secretive, Don't shoot guns, maybe. No, don't shoot guns. Yeah, Yeah, maybe maybe don't involve involve bombs. But when you tell your friends that it's a boy or a girl, we knew it was going to be one or the other, and we're not really surprised, and it's not our kid. Yeah. So that's my hot take for the day. Thanks a lot. I look forward to blocking all of you. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna some heat, but you know you're man of principle. Yeah. What if you somehow threw a meatball and revealed the gender there, like in the meatballs? But I think that's just yeah, general cav- conversation. It'd be like undercooked meatballs. It'd be pink in the middle. Hey, yeah. I heard your wife's pregnant. Yeah, yeah. We're having. A, we just found out we're having a little boy. Oh, congratulations! You know what you're going to name him? Oh, yeah. That's the. Gen- yeah, I don't want to bite into a meatball and to be blue on the inside. That's the extent yeah. of the gender reveal. <laughs> yeah. You don't want the blue. I don't meatball. want a whole to that do. I want to sign that happened. Yeah, the, br- meat, the health department shut down the meatball. Right. For do we <laughs> do we bring a gift to the gender reveal? Because we're going to have to bring another gift to the shower. Mm. I'm like, come on, let's just. You know. Yeah, it's true. You got by the, the way, shower. By the way, I'm flying under the radar meatball with a meatball this year. Health inspector does not need to know, okay? <laughs> yeah. Don't ask how these meatballs are bright, bright blue on the inside. <laughs> it's a real problem. Yeah. It was intentional. It's a gender reveal thing, sir. Never mind. <laughs> it's definitely not some weird kind of ground beef mold. I told you that I want to bring lamb here. It always molds quick. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Lecrae joins us. Listening to Maggie Rogers. Oh man, I'm excited about her. Yeah. The song is on and off. This week's feature segment is brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or even an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Uh, creating your website with Squarespace is simple, intuitive. You can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. You don't have to have web design experience at all. Mm. You can design a best-in-class online store with uh, Squarespace's award-winning templates, uh, customizable settings, and more, all without a single plugin. They even have the commerce tools and, and, and can do all their store stuff. So you can go do a Squarespace store. It's easy. You should yeah. do something. I guess what I'm saying is, were you surprised when Cone was a boy? You knew it was going to go either way. <laughs> right. Right? Like, okay, fine. We knew. I mean, I was happy. Right, I mean, course. I wouldn't have been happy. I wouldn't have been less happy if he was a girl. I was happy to know that he was healthy. Right. You know, and like yeah. the surprise you know. is there's a baby. Right. And things are progressing. Yeah. Hey, normally. I got it, yeah. Just build, build a Squarespace site. Announce it that way. Oh, right. there you go. To no big deal. The digital age. Do a website <laughs> reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. somebody, Jesse, you're going to need to hop on Squarespace and get uh, meatball, 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 meatball pretty quickly because <laughs> yeah. you get a free domain. Yeah. If you sign up for a year, uh, you get a free domain included with your, uh, with your Squarespace that's site. Awesome. So. I'll be shocked if that's not already taken. Really? Well, Chandler can check right now. I'll check it. Uh, Four meatballs. 
<laughs> you can start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code relevant get to get 10% off your first purchase. Now you can start your trial. You can like build the site and do everything for totally for free. You don't have to use a credit card. But can you buy a dot gov? Cause I think that's the only not, appropriate. Not through Squarespace, but through other, now you can't do a dot gov. I don't think you can do a dot gov. That might be a nice uh, petition to get started. But there are certain like weird places that you can register like dot other things that are actually other countries. You oh, know? yes. And so, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. it's available. <gasps> purchase dot it. com dot com is it available I want for someone like- to purchase it I want someone to purchase it make me a website and it says the meatball make 2017 me it has me in a tuxedo lifting a silver plate with various meatballs and it says be our guest I'm <laughs> done. Be our guest. Hey, and if you do that, you can start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter off code relevant to get 10% off your first purchase you, you'll have a ball I guarantee it <laughs> Yeah, and just you looking right at right in the camera. But then you buy another 30 seconds of ad space so that you can just stare into the camera and never break eye contact. <laughs> See, if I win, while, ominous, while ominous music plays in the background. Right, you just pick up a fork, gently eating a meatball that you never break eye contact. <laughs> well, today, Friday, uh, Lecrae releases a brand new song called Blessings, which features a collaboration with uh, fellow rapper Ty Dolla Sign. You know what his name means? Uh, Ty Dolla Sign? Uh, no, Lecrae. It's French for the the Cray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. If I ever meet him, I'll make that joke and see how it lands. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm sure it'll go over great. Hey, yeah. Lecrae. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the song is in preparation for his new album, which is expected to land sometime in the coming weeks. We recently spoke with Lecrae about the unexpected pairing, uh, how he addresses social issues and injustice in his music, and what fans can expect from the upcoming album. I am stoked about this album because... Oh, yeah. Yeah gotten to know Lecrae a little bit in this past year and he has gotten so involved in active injustice issues and things that he hadn't been previously. Yeah. I am excited to see how that changes his music moving forward. So there you go. Without any further ado, here is Lecrae. Well, I know you got um, a, a big song dropping tomorrow. I do have a song dropping Friday. That's what they tell me. And I saw it, it's a collaboration with Ty Dolla Sign. It is. Can you tell me a little bit about how that came together, that collaboration? Man, I mean, you know, Ty, I, I met Ty uh, years ago through um, Ninth Wonder before, you know, he was like as big as he is now. Long story short is he just, uh, we just connected and we wanted to, to be a part of the, the project and he heard the song and said, man, I want to be a part of it. And um, uh, the rest is history. And, and, I, and I'm su- the, the, the song is for the upcoming record? Yeah, the song's for the album. Um, the album is, uh, you know, it's, you know, be out later this year. I, are, are there any other big collaborations that you've been working on that's going to be featured on the new album? Um, man, I've been in the studio with so many people, um, and we're still in the process of really kind of figuring out what albums are going to make it, what albums are not going to make it. Um, and so it's, yeah, what songs I'm sorry are going to make it and which ones won't, will and won't. But, um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of surprises, you know, um, some other guests and, uh, you know, I think people will be excited about it. 
I know that, uh, you know, Miracles Whatever has a lot of spiritual undertones, but I think for a lot of people that are yeah. maybe familiar with Ty Dolla Sign's catalog, the, the, the collaboration may be a little bit surprising, but it does seem like there's yeah. a lot of artists right now that seem to be very comfortable talking about these ideas yeah. regarding faith. Do you think hip-hop is having sort of a, a, a spiritual revival at the moment? Um, I think it's open to the conversation. You know, I think hip-hop is, is open to the conversation. You got to remember, you know, hip-hop comes from struggle and and oppression and not spirituality. You know, soul music and R&B, all that comes from spirituality. So just to be able to have the conversation is, is dope. And I just want to make sure that I'm a part of it if I can be. And um, I'm grateful for that opportunity. I'm hearing screams and they saying we sold out. But I'm hearing screams from the stands Cause we sold out It's so loud I got one life So I spend time trying to live To the next one If you don't like it Cool It is what it is 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 I play two for the sample that dish It is what it is It is what it is I, I read something you wrote, I think it was in October, um, and where you, you wrote about how you feel like after being sort of outspoken about advocacy, about some of these big issues that are happening in the country, you felt like there were some people, even your own fans, that turned on you. Why do you think that was their response at the time? Um, I think it's hard for some people to disconnect um, politics and and uh, just kind of like everyday humanity. So some people will think that my blackness and my life as a black man is somehow me being political or being a left-wing advocate or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's just me saying, no, my experience is very unique. You know, it's different than yours. And that's not me being political. It's just me being a black man in America. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't. They, I think if people looked around, they would have seen that a lot of ethnic minorities who were believers were struggling. And um, and if you didn't have friends in, in those worlds, you wouldn't realize it was an epidemic. And so, uh, I was just a, a loud voice, and I, I think people didn't understand it and didn't want to wrestle with it, and just kind of wrote me off. And uh, and it was it was what it was. Um, but I still, as a person, as a human being, had to had to process the year and had to deal with everything. And so, uh, whether they supported me or not, I still had to 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 live and and figure stuff out. Now come back home and bounce up. Buy a bottle for a fee for dirty water. Bodies floating in the sea, dirty water. Blood flowing from the ground, dirty water. Well, I know uh, uh, the song uh, Can't Stop Me Now, a lot of these themes um, and ideas are, are, and a lot of specific events are referenced. How much does uh, some of the you know police violence and Black Lives Matter, mass incarceration, how much do those type of themes play into this new record that you're working on now? Um, I mean, you know, I said a lot of what I had to say on Can't Stop Me Now, you know, obviously, you know, some things may show up here and there, and there's some songs that address some specific things, but um, I don't think there's an imbalance. Um, I think that was, that's an aspect of who I am, um, but that's not all of who I am and all of what I want to articulate and communicate. So, you know, I think, um, yeah, you know, I, I, did, I definitely didn't want to make a record that that's what the focus was um, because that wasn't, you know, I, 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 I felt like, you know, 
Kansas probably now articulated a lot of what I was trying to say, but there's a couple other songs that allude to some of those things. Um, one of them in particular, I'm excited for people to hear because, you know, sometimes people don't realize how marginalized uh, an athlete or an entertainer is. And so their views instantly get shunned because it's kind of like the world says, well, you, you should, you have everything. So you don't, you shouldn't complain about anything. And it's, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, but, you know, I just wanted people to, to step into my world a little bit. Yeah. Last year I was feeling hopeless. I just wanted it to end. People stealing money from me, man. I swear I thought that we was friends. And I was so depressed. I was such a mess. I couldn't shake it off. Another murder on the television. Man, somebody go turn it off. I spoke my mind. I got attacked for it. Thought these people had my back, boy. Now they telling me I asked for it. I guess I'm just another black boy. And then they killed Tamir Rice. And they just go on with their life. They telling me shut up talking about it. Like I should just talk about Christ. But the truth is, I started to doubt God. I started to question my purpose. I started to act out. I ain't wanna sign another autograph or give a fake smile. Doctors told me that my man died. I almost had a breakdown. Well, one of the other uh, things with that song, and uh, you know, I'm assuming on, on the new record too, is there's a degree of transparency, not just about some of these issues, but personal stuff. You know, where you talk about depression and doubt. As an artist, how how difficult is it to? Be, because I mean, you're giving away a part of yourself there. It's not just talking about an issue. I mean, that's personal. Is that something that you find difficult, or is it freeing in a way for you? Well, for me, it's. It was initially difficult, but I, I learned that other people benefit through my transparency. And, you know, I, I always say some people can be healed through seeing my scars. So I don't, you know, now it's kind of like, man, you do it because it helps people. And, you know, yeah, I'll sacrifice that. Because, I mean, in the end of the day, in some senses, like, it's over for me anyway as as it pertains to kind of the normalcy that certain people get to experience. Like, I'm only going to really be able to have a small circle of friends for a season just because, you know, the uniqueness of my life and, and how it's set up. So I might as well go ahead and spill the tea and, and empty out the basket because it's not like I got to go, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm going to run into these people on a regular basis or you know, it's just like, man, I've been given this unique platform. I might as well go for it and um, and slice myself open for other people's benefit. You gotta tell them go away. You gotta say it out the way and let them know hey, you can't stop it now. That was Lecrae, or as he says, the Cray. <laughs> I would like maybe before this episode releases to just shoot a quick text and go, hey, one of the dumber parts of the pod guys in the podcast said this. <laughs> you to be cool with them? Check out his new album. It's coming out soon. Song Blessings is out now.
listening to Coast Modern. The song is Comb My Hair. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> Aaron Lochner is an author, speaker, designer, and the founder of the design and fashion site Design for Mankind. Her work has been featured in outlets like Dwell, The New York Times, HGTV, and El Decor. And for two seasons, she hosted a series on HGTV.com. In her new book, Chasing Slow, however, Erin tells why she walked away from many of her accomplishments to focus on a slower, more simple life that God was calling her to and how we can all learn from her story. Here is part of our conversation with Erin Lochner. So your book is about, you know, slowing down, uh, de-stressing, de-life-cluttering, all these things. Tell, tell me why you went down the path in the first place, not necessarily of writing the book, but of, of attempting to slow down. So uh, my husband and I used to live in Los Angeles and um, lived a very busy, very fast life. Um, ended up not being for us strains on our marriage. Um, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor mm. and uh, we kind of shifted gears. I, I feel like the, the brain tumor came first um, in terms of the beginning of the journey. And then yeah. in processing that, we kind of threw ourselves into work. You know, he's a film editor, so he went that direction. And I was trying to, you know, when you're 20, you're just trying to grow out your bangs. It, yeah. I, I was doing nothing of importance. So um, there was just a lot of um, a lot of distraction, a lot of running away, a lot of mm. chasing things. Mm. And um, we kind of both came to the conclusion separately, but together that we uh, needed to make a change. So through a series of events, we moved to the Midwest. And um, it's funny, we thought the move itself would kind of slow our lives for us, but then we just started um, living faster than ever. We landed an HGTV.com show. Um, filmed for two years, 24 episodes, uh, lived very fast, amassed a lot of things, um, immersed ourselves in the world of press junkets in New York City and just um, kind of all the glitz and glamour that come with that that aren't quite as glitzy and glamorous as you think. (laughs) So the funny thing is the book started out about um, why it was important to slow down your life and reevaluate things, but then kind of what happened through the process of writing, but you know, the book you set out to write is never the book that you actually write. And it ended up being about how you can, in fact, chase this slow lifestyle just as fast as you're chasing the fast one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, it's about surrendering the metric altogether and resisting the temptation to measure your life. You know, it's, it's not to be measured. You get today. It's a given, not a gift kind of thing. So what did the what did the process of starting to slow down look like for for y'all? For us it was um I would say the the biggest catalyst was quitting our 9 to 5s um but that's kind of an easy band-aid, right? Like that that sh- shifts the logistics of your schedule but not necessarily where your heart is. Um so I think it was it was a two part deal, you know, you you change the exterior, you kind of shift some things around in your in your life, but then you have to also make the decision to not add it back in, right? Mm-hmm. To sure. not fall into the trap of busying yourself um on whatever track you are, whether that's the freelance career or um you know, life at home with two kids. So for for y'all then, your family, what's kind of been What's the biggest difference, like tangibly? I mean, in terms of if you can compare kind of the previous 
non-slow lifestyle and then embracing a, a slower lifestyle, what, how does that look different? It's a lot of margin, you know, uh, I feel like before the, the temptation was, um, productivity guarantees results, right? Like you're constantly moving forward. So you're growing as a person. But I found that when I kept myself so busy with my calendar and my expectations of other people and um, just adding to the schedule alone, um, just to kind of define myself really, you know, to, to be, to prove that I was of worth for mothers, um, it left me a little bit of a shell, you know, there was no time for internal processing. There was no time to uh, think about what it was that I wanted from my life, what it was that I wanted for my kids. Um, so I would say the biggest shift, what it looks like for us is we just allow a ton of margin on our calendar. You know, we have um, a family day every Saturday or Sunday. There's just, I mean, Sabbath is there for a reason, right? Like there's just, there's always a blocked off day on the calendar for one. Um, we generally don't do a ton of evenings. Um, we, we make time for things that are important to us. Um, we travel overseas a lot. We make sure that we budget toward that um, instead of buying the fancier car, the fancy house, our money goes toward food and travel. So it's, it's just, it's, on a small scale looking at okay well what do you want for your family and then and then how are you going to get there I was Erin Lochner make sure to check out her new book Chasing Slow it's out now Two sir was, but it's not. So was is W A S capital W, but sirs all lowercase. In case you're googling it, capitalization matters. Sir was the song is in the midst. In the midst. All right. Well, it's time for your feedback. Uh, normally, before we do feedback, we have uh, corrections and apologies for last week's show. No corrections, apologies, but I, I do believe Chandler has a hot update from a question earlier in the show. Yeah, you, you, it turns out you can actually die from uh, eating. Cookie, uh, dough cookie dough with raw eggs and raw it. eggs and it. it's oh, very rare. Aren't you, aren't you a But there are dry. strains of E. coli that that you can uh, contract from it. Yeah, cer- certain raw eggs have usually you just get sick. But there's there are uh, situations where people died from it. There you go. The That's mo- terribly unfortunate. <laughs> the more you know. And, but I got to say, just so we don't get sued for defamation, I'm sure D Zero has figured that out. Right, they they're not killing people with cookie dough. D zero. Well, that's what they named it. They're saying it's dough, but if you put a, a slash through the O, it's a zero. So D zero. The, 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 the cookie dough, the dough store, the yeah. actual cookie dough store. Yeah, the Jesse was talking about was yeah. D and then an O with a line through. Well, it. maybe if they just do egg whites or something. I mean, that maybe mm. it's the yolk just that carries the E. coli. Oh yeah, do egg no, substitute. No big deal. <laughs> just add some waivers. Just out a little egg beaters. Waivers. <laughs> <Just laughs> waivers. It's just like an iPad. <laughs> It's like, die. by the way, you might get yeah. salmonella and die if you can sign right. blah, here. Blah, right? blah. It's just like a big, like one of those punch <laughs> button things. It's like dying okay from this, and you just hit the green thumbs up. Walk inside. Listen, I got. I, I technically have to let you know the refrigeration in here has been broke for about a week. But <laughs> I don't see spoiling. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Well, last week uh, we got talking about travel stuff, and that led to youth group travel stuff, like you know memories of going on a trip with your youth group and stuff like that. And so uh, we were talking about kind of horrible 
hotel situations uh, on last week's feedback. Mm. And so this week we asked you for your worst or maybe best technically youth group trip stories. You guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You also posted uh, or you hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast. And uh, here are a few of our favorite worst youth group travel stories. Uh, Caleb said that he was helping to lead a mission trip to Mexico where they were staying and doing like a week long vacation Bible school and a, and a soccer trip. And they were showing the Jesus film in this, you know, kind of, uh, uh impoverished village. Um, at one of the soccer games, the soccer ball was kicked over a nearby uh, brick fence and a very enthusiastic student from the ministry there, uh, that, that had come down proceeded to climb over the brick fence and, and uh, trying to, to go get the ball. Well, it kind of uh, toppled, I guess, when he was on there, and it turned out that the brick fence wasn't a brick fence at all. It was a the out, outer structure of a house that a family was attempting to build. Oh, and, um, oh, no. He did fetch the soccer ball, but the family did not come to any of the Jesus film events for the rest of the week. So oh, hey. it's always good to check on that kind of stuff before just leaping on over. You know, The mortar hadn't set yet unfortunately but uh oh, you know, no. he did get the soccer ball back i'm reading the episode page i feel like people were trying to like get a column in or something it's like seven thousand word like beautifully written it's their audition oh mm-hmm. it's like okay we got like, it folks we need about we need about like if you can read it out loud in 15 seconds or less mm-hmm. then it might make it onto the yeah. show bullet points i got jokes yeah. to do let's go <laughs> there's a brief one here by doug mcfarland he said this wasn't a youth group trip but in high school we took a band trip to Orlando. We visited several theme parks throughout the week and it came time to visit. It came time for SeaWorld Day. A buddy of mine talked a few of us into skipping SeaWorld. We entered the park with the group, got our hands stamped for re-entry, took a taxi back to the hotel and hung out at the pool all day. We then took the taxi back in time to see one show and then reunited with the group. My mom was a chaperone and didn't know about this for years. <laughs> That's wow. awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is awesome. That's like the marathoner who like uh-huh. diverts from the course, takes the subway to the finish line, and then just kind of like victoriously crosses, you know, like before everybody. Yeah, that's great. I can't believe that. I mean, sweet kids. All they did was hang out by the pool. You know, they could have done a lot worse. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess my point is proven wrong. Somebody can write something on the internet that is funny. Oh, um, no. Jo- oh, no. John, Spr- John Sprinkle. Uh, sixth grade bus ride to camp. We drove through the night. John Sprinkle, founder of the famous uh, cupcake store Sprinkles. It was just named after him. It had nothing to do with the uh, <laughs> toppings. John just got super offended. Yeah. He yeah. Was they, really... Weirdly, they don't have any cupcakes with sprinkles there. It's yeah. the one flavor. Well, he, ha- he hates people <laughs> associating that topping with his name. Yeah. So out of defiance, he, ha- he owns a cupcake store that refuses to use sprinkles. <laughs> but it's called Sprinkles. Why does everyone keep asking me? <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Literally, literally. Have you ever heard of Hilton? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Sixth grade bus ride to camp. We drove through the night. Great idea, by the way. And after this, a kid fell asleep. Uh, this kid who is like, he said he's like that guy in the youth group. But uh, the kid, uh, that kid fell asleep and the leader put on an alien mask to scare him awake at about 3 a.m. The kid then woke up and immediately punched the adult leader in the face <laughs> <laughs> and, started, and started crying. Which is just like the ultimate conflicted inside the adult leader because immediately they're like trying to be fun with this kid and now the kid's super angry but now they're upset because they got punched in the face. And, and then the kid's crying, crying. and he's like, it's your fault. You want to try to care no. for this kid? <laughs> and then you just got to... And you've broken the trust forever. Right, that's it. 
That's funny. Wow. Brandon, Brandon on Twitter said, at age nine, his dad's chaperoning a, uh, a locket at a small church and went to the video store to get a movie. For some reason, <laughs> they rented and watched the original Night of the Living Dead, which I'm pretty sure is a hard R. And Brandon's dad sounds awesome, by the way. A very hard He R. followed up on that tweet. I saw that. He followed up on it and said, I, the only thing he can, thinking about why his dad went and got that movie like, why would you do that for nine-year-olds? Mm-hmm. Is that he hadn't seen it, and it was some old movie from the 60s, so he probably thought it was, like, safe. Uh-huh. Like, safe, scary. My parents yeah. have done that before. You know? yeah. And it's, like, one of the most terrifying. iconic, terrifying <laughs> movies ever. Yeah. I, I love the fact, too, that, like, I can't help but think Brandon's dad, part of his motivation was, like, man, there's a couple of movies I need to catch up on. I'll just throw them in during the block <laughs> You know? Like, that was his whole thing. It was just, oh, a little movie time for me. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't know if I'm gonna ever put my kids in youth group. I'm, uh, reading you, all reading this, all I'm reading all this. I'm like, oh, this was totally youth group days. Yeah, never. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Monroe said one of my favorite youth group stories. There are so many. Is a time when she went on a youth group camping trip. Her brother and his friends were told to get rid of the remaining trash and food from the weekend's adventures. The boys didn't want to throw the trash away, so they ended up throwing it in a river, which the entire youth oh, group no. saw as it floated by them. Oh my oh, no. goodness! So they threw it away up. Dream. Yeah, four of our youth groupers <laughs> starved to death that week. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot more. There's a lot more stories. You see, if they're all, they all seem to have a common theme of gross things happening. Excrement. There's a lot of <laughs> of those stories. So go check those out online. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, well earlier in the show, uh, I got the chance to tell y'all a little about my life. Yes. And I had I, a dream come true this week, and I didn't even know it was a dream I had. Yeah. I got to wear a suit and play poker with magic players. Yeah, I think suit and yeah. poker were not even... You just got to be around magic players. So I think... Yeah, but, then, but I also love poker, so it went no, to yeah. a level of like, oh, it would have been a neat meet and greet, mm. but it went to a level I of like... It was, it was a dream real life. This but, was a dream I didn't realize I had, and it just got fulfilled. But let me just ask you. If so, Cameron, you were suited. You were suited. Oh, you dude, were I had suit. a pocket square tied suit, everything, man. <laughs> Did but you it, sneak in some lamb meatballs in a Ziploc bag by any chance? <laughs> it wasn't that kind of ball. Yeah. No, it wasn't that good. Yeah, okay. it wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. I can't even hop in on But I got to think it like, okay, so dream scenarios for an evening what was so our, the question of the week this week is we want to know what your dream evening would be who's there and what are you doing like for me oh i'm i'm hanging out with my right. friends the magic players right mm-hmm. and we're yeah. doing a thing i love to do play poker yeah and there's cool jazz music playing and there's free food i mean and- this is literally heaven <laughs> and nobody's gonna and nobody's getting a column in the magazine with this thing let's just keep it tidy <laughs> Get to it. <laughs> so what would your dream evening be? Who are you with? What are you doing? Bullet points. Just keep it short. I assume, Jesse, you would be at the meatball with... Yeah. Yeah. With with my special guest of honor, the one, the only, David Blaine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Big night. I would, I would like to introduce everyone to two special guests tonight. On my right is David Blaine, and on my left is Robbie Knievel, son of Evil Knievel, who will be jumping over a simmering pot of meatballs. As the meatballs. Enjoy, everyone. Enjoy. Yeah, Enjoy. Exactly. So there you go. Uh, tell us your dream evening uh, yeah. scenario. SNL after party, and we're all just riffing. Dude. There you go. That's my dream. I want to go to that after party, and we're all just mm. sitting around, just having a laugh, and I'm I'm hopping in. And you're hop- allowed to be there. We're doing. They're we're glad you're there. No, no, no. I'm sitting there you're at the table. You, yeah, yeah. Adi Bryant's there. Maybe some of the cool people have come from old cast. Uh-huh. Will's there, and we're all just sitting around, and I'm I'm riffing with them. Dream night. 
Done. And then they're, they're, they're going, hey, what's that guy doing there? And you're pointing at you? Is that what No, no. <laughs> no, no. The dream thing is you belong. You're supposed to be there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hit us up on uh, Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your dream night scenario mm. uh, on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Well, many thanks to our show sponsors for making the episode possible. Remember, you can go to compassion.com slash free to uh, sponsor a child in poverty. And when you do so, you'll get a free year of relevant included. Uh, it's at compassion.com slash free. Also, thanks to Squarespace. Remember, when you start, you can start a free trial today at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, enter offer code relevant to get 10% off your first purchase. Thanks also to our guests for joining us. Uh, Lecrae's new song, Blessings, is out now with Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, be on the lookout for his new album dropping soon. This is the thing about music now. We don't know when it's dropping. It's just going to like you wake up one morning, Lecrae new album. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. Uh, who knows? I don't like, there's that, no release date. All, the, all, all he said is it's first quarter 2017. Like so, it could be it could be tomorrow. Here's how you keep tabs. You follow him on Twitter at Lecrae. He does, mm. he does uh, mention little things. Says, he says little things about it. Uh, also, thanks to Erin Lochner for joining us. You can follow her on Twitter at Erin Lochner, and her book, Chasing Slow, is out now. Hey, uh, we told you guys that the that the next issue of Relevant is a big redesign, and if you want to be sure to get it, uh, go over to relevantmagazine.com and subscribe now. You will get the old pricing, which, trust me, you'll want. Mm. Uh, so subscribe now at relevantmagazine.com, and you will get the March issue of Relevant, which is the beginning of our new era. Can I ask you a hot insider question? Please. So with the magazine, it'll kind of like, it'll feel different in your hands. Yeah. It'll certainly look different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How will it, how will that be mirrored? in the iPad where you can't change the size of an iPad. Well, uh, a couple of things are happening with our digital stuff. Our, uh, a completely new website is about to deploy. Yeah, uh, we are in final, final, final phases of it. Huge new website, completely new online experience. And as a second wave to that, the tablet and mobile magazine experience, mm-hmm. the iPad edition, is also getting completely rethought. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like one, two, and three. The iPad rethink will be third. Uh, the next issue of the iPad edition will feel... Uh, will reflect the new style, but will be familiar mm-hmm. interactive interface and things like that. Mm. Moving forward, we're kind of re-engineering the entire digital concept of the magazine experience. So it's Very pretty exciting. exciting. Yeah, it's really cool. Hmm. We're we're thinking a little bit outside the box yeah. on this one. It's yeah. really cool. Going to make it flip phone enabled. I think that's going to be the next hot. That's thing. the next wave. Super analog. <laughs> Super analog. Yeah. Even the exactly. magazine is not analog yeah. enough. Yeah. Right. Right, it's but we're moving in that. Just some guy. It's, it's literally so analog. Some guy calls you on the phone and just reads, reads it, it to you. <laughs> it's like it's like calling movie phone instead of checking an app a on your phone. You have to phone. call. It's somebody. like a live guy though. Yeah, yeah. he just sits there and calls. Hey, this is Chandler. What's up? Yeah. Hey, could you read me the story that starts with capital A? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Hold on a second. Oh boy, here we go. A B C D E F G. He must have been really tired because it's not even enough. Keep going. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Chelsea Steele. I'm Chandler String. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. 
Connect with us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. I'm in that studio trying to keep it pushing. Patty Pops, boy, I kept them cooking. All I needed was the Mary Mary, but the guy to me was having commentary. Woo! I got angels all around, I can need a baker. Blessings falling in line, guess I need a taper. And every loss is a lesson. Tell my haters I confess. Treat them like the green bubbles on my iPhone. I probably never read the message. If I ever took a loss, I learned a lesson. I won't ever think I'm better than the next man. I've been down before the come up, I ain't stressed. I guess you could say he really blew it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.